Well, hey, everybody. How the fuck are you? This is Mark Boyle, the Prepper Guy. And I was reading a bunch of blogs and uh, watching some videos today, this morning, in my free time. And I was wondering or thinking, you know, in my screwed up head, most of these blogs and videos and subjects now that I see all over Facebook and the Internet, when it comes to prepping, survival, EMPs, all that, they kind of fall under the category of, yeah, duh. And, you know, I don't mean it to, to be derogatory towards some of the, some of the creators out there and, and preppers. But we, we kind of know that things are going to go bad when the world ends because that's what ended up making it end. You know, shit falls apart and, and ends because, you know, they went bad. It's the, the fucking way it is. You know, that's why you break up relationships and stuff. Your business goes out of business because things got bad. And, and, you know, I had talked about this prior, about the bastardization of the prepper community and all that, and it's along the same lines. You know, one of them was like all of these these uh, sheepdog groups that will spring up. Well, we, we know groups are going to spring up, and there will be good groups as, uh, I think it's reality survival, good guy good content most of the time and stuff. So they, they're trying to bring to light that, you know, there will be good groups. But when you really think about the, the end of the world as we know it, I don't think it's going to be a time for filling out applications to join a good group or a bad group. Um, we need to know this information, but that's why I say it kind of falls under the yada. You know, how does this help us? When that day comes, when all the shit just hits multiple fans at one ginormous time, or maybe there'll be a little bit of an offset, you know, some shit will hit a fan today and then some shit will hit a fan tomorrow. And I believe for years that the, the shit is already hitting the fan in numerous areas across the country. You know, we see it with the, the police being, you know, doused with water and 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 I can see a silver lining in that you know it's better that they're pouring buckets of water on them than shooting them and you know it's hot out and it could be you know classified as all in good fun but it's not it's disrespectful and they know they can get away with it because the the police their hands are tied and and we we hear that expression all the time well my hands are tied you know, the, the fucking politicians are always saying our hands are tied. You know, we can't get nothing done because Trump is the president. We can't get anything done because Obama is the president. We can't get anything done because Bush is the president. Well, uh, you know, for what we're paying you, um, untie your own fucking hands and get to work. But they don't. And, and so now the police's hands are tied. We've seen this problem for years at the border where Border Patrol will say, our hands are tied. I talked to a sheriff's deputy. He said, well, you know, it's we had to get permission, basically, to enforce federal law when dealing with 
you know, these illegal drug dealers coming across the border. I guess that's two words in one, illegals and they're drug smugglers. So there's two crimes they're committing. And uh, so everyone's hands are tied. Our, our hands are tied too. Um, you know, I, I went in to uh, get my driver's license renewed and well, by golly, I need to have my social security card, not the number, not a piece of paper from Social Security Administration that says this is my number, but the actual card. You know, you got to have your papers in order, by golly. So our hands are tied too. I mean, well, how are we going to fight that? You know, it's just a, a leviathan of red tape and a maze of bullshit. And there's really no liaisons that we can call up in the federal bureaucracy and say, hey, can you help me uh, find my way through this shitstorm? that, you know, what the, what the fuck do I do here? You know, I'm trying to be compliant. And if I turn left, I get in trouble. If I turn right, I get in trouble. If I go forward, I get in trouble. And, and if there was a liaison, he'd go, I don't know. What do you want to do? And then you tell him, he goes, well, then you got to do this. It's like, yeah, but if I do that, then I get in trouble here. And it's like, well, then you got to do that. And, you know, so there is lost and confused too. And, and, I think it's it's a, a nefarious scheme to just bog America down in bullshit until we can't function. So our hands are tied too. So I'm I'm, I'm just listening and reading and, and looking at this stuff, thinking, well, well, how does this help me or you as as a prepper? I mean, what information does it bring to the table that we haven't discussed at nauseum? Not a lot, you know, and, and I try to drill into these a little bit more, but that becomes philosophical and people are like rolling their eyes. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about now, Mark? So I've started just doing these podcasts a little more randomly. And um, now that I've gotten past the fact that, you know, saying fuck shit, damn, doesn't really matter anymore. Not to me anyway. I can I can speak a little more freely because I'm not one of them people that give two flying shits about what other people think about me. And, and I, I don't really think it's important to my survival, whether I cuss or if I, I speak like a preacher, no one cares. You know, bad guy's going to kill you no matter what. A saint's going to be offended no matter what. So that helps me get some of the, my, my thoughts out because my brain is full of just foul language one into the other so the 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 one by reality survival was uh, pretty good he's talking about churches will group together men's organizations like um oh what the hell is it you know the elks lodge and all this they're going to group together and they will be the good sheepdogs well on the yeah, duh side, of course they will. They're already a group. So it stands to reason that they're going to kind of stay grouped. Um, I'm not going to bank on them being sheepdogs or nice people. I mean, you know, a lot of these men's groups have shown their true colors over the hundred or whatever years they've been in existence to, uh, they have their own agenda. <clears throat> it's really just a hangout and you know, get drunk together or whatever, and talk about the good old days. 
Um, the churches will group together, but really, what the fuck good are they? You know, they preach a good word and they'll help, you know, in a lot of ways. But um, they're not going to protect you from looters because, you know, they're, they're intel, this passive shit thinking. Um, they might grab a gun and defend a principle, but they're, they're taught from the beginning to turn the other cheek to, you know, you get thrown into the lion's den by all means, don't fight the lion, you know. You're going to die anyway. So they're going to be about as useful as they are today, which is not that damn useful because they don't want to lose their 501c3, you know, status with the IRS. So they, they, they don't really preach anything that will help society realize that socialism and social justice is a failed system that is a, is more of a form of bondage than freedom. I believe religion should preach freedom. I mean, it's free will and free choice that we will be judged by. So it should be a cornerstone of any religion that people, mankind, be free to choose whether they make mistakes or do the right thing. So when you live in a socialist country, you can't choose to donate to the food bank. You're just made to. So religious groups are just a waste of fucking time. The other one on the list is first responders. <clears throat> well, they're going to be busy responding. Now, it depends on how far down the shit hit the fan scenario we're going here. But I'm sure first responders will try to team up a little bit because they have their group of friends they trust and all that at work. But uh, there's no guarantee that, you know, they'll be a group sheriff's deputies well yeah they're gonna they're gonna stick it out as long as they can and if a if a community gets their head out of their ass then the sheriffs will stick around and support that community <clears throat> so i don't see that as becoming a, a sheepdog group over time uh, they'll be you know if there's you know one in ten people survive after the first year um, yeah, there'll be a sheriff and he might become the, the marshal like in the Wild West days as we start to rebuild. But I don't see them forming any bigger groups than they already are. They might try to stay banded together as long as they can. But I, I, don't, I don't think that you're going to see a, a group form in a county that was any bigger or more productive in, in keeping law and order than what we have right now in a, in a county. And if you look at most sheriffs and deputies, uh, a lot of them, depending on the county you live in, are worthless pieces of shit. And a lot of them are really, really good. And they will be together un until everything falls apart. But I don't, I don't think they're going to be scouring the, the state or the country, grouping together. Neighborhood groups, well, yeah, like, you know, block watches and all that. And there's been a lot of books written on that subject and I, I'm sure they'll they'll fucking group together until they get looted and thrown out of their homes. Veterans groups. Malicious was the one that I, I believe should become a, a, a sheepdog group. Um, and there's a lot of good malicious out there and there's a lot of Yahoo malicious out there. So small towns, rural farms, ranches and active military units. 
Now that one might hold up because a lot of these soldiers returning home, if they find a way to get home. Um, I, I think they'll maybe group up to get across country uh, to get to their homes and stuff like that, but it'll 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 dwindle apart in all of these groups as people break away and try to get home to to their loved ones, especially with the you know returning veterans and stuff that are army or active duty guys. <clears throat> so. Once again, I, I, I look through this list and I think, you know, it's a great list. It's very hopeful. And I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I hope my my community rallies around and gets their head out of their ass. But look at it this way. Right now, the shit has not hit the fan. How well organized is your community? How much good are your churches really doing? I'm not talking about food lines. I mean, preaching good things that will help you survive um, the gates of hell and the valley and the shadow of death and all that. Not too well. You know, your communities suck ass, and that's why most of them are bankrupt and always go into the feds with hat in hand. You know, our sheriff's departments are not standing. Look at what happened to Lavoie Finnegan. You know, so you can't really count on them. Um, it's just... Farms and ranches, they're, they're already a solitary group or a, a retreat. You know, they might stay together because they know there's nothing worthwhile outside the ranch worth going and fighting for. So it's not like they're going to be the group of sheep dogs that you can call in like the Calvary. Um, so there will be good groups the same as there will be bad groups. And in my opinion, um, we should avoid all groups. Stay the fuck away from people when the world ends, at least until you can get some uh, information on them, some human intelligence on who they are, what their values are, how they treat their people, what's their philosophy. And you can see that by watching even from a distance, you know, are they not letting people come and go? Are they, you know, is there their little band of the oligarchy and the hierarchy of their group, the only ones that can leave and go scouting and all that, making the people that stay within the compound basically servants. You know, they're the worker bees because um, they're not allowed to come and go as they please. Um, then I, I see that as a, an autocratic kind of society that I wouldn't want to live in. So <clears throat> there'll be groups out there. Don't get me wrong. Whether any of them are worth uh, two flying fucks is a whole different story. So once again, I, I fall back to my position. Um, is the prepper community? I'm talking the social community, the the blog posts, the videos, the the podcasts. Is it just all fall into a big category of yeah, duh? Or are people shaking it out and, and trying to find the good things? Like, you know, I talk about how to start in prepping. That's, that's a couple of videos in a podcast, and, and you're pretty much on your way. How to deal with people, you know, how to pre-learn for situations that might arise. Um, because, you know, really, if I, if I read another article on another fucking gun, 
I mean, I can't afford all those cool guns. Would I like them? Sure. Would I like somebody in my group if I was to form one that could be a sniper? I, I guess so. Um, but not really, because, you know, a long-distance phone call can still be traced. So your sniper can be a mile away, but they're going to figure it out. And then you're just bringing bad guys to your presence. Just avoid them. Why shoot them? Just move on. So I think the important skills, as I've said my whole freaking life, is, you know, know some basic first aid. I'm not going to become a doctor. I'm not going to group up with a doctor. I have some friends that uh, um, my wife plays softball and a, a few of the husbands are doctors and stuff. And I guess if shit hit the fan, a couple of them are prepper-ish that I, I might want to say, hey, I'm bugging out. You want to come with, you know, grab your kids and let's go. Um, but maybe not, you know. Um, you, you really need to have your long-term storage figured out. And I don't mean like beans, band-aids, and bullets. Long-term, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to bug out. I don't care what the experts say. Um, you're going to want to go find a comfortable, safe retreat location or fallback position to get your head together. You can have some stuff pre-positioned there, I guess. But remember, every part of this country, if you find it, somebody else has already found it. And so hiding it, caching it, all that. I have a shit memory. I'd forget where I buried it. Um, I just need to be able to go and think. So as far as food, you know, I need two or three days. And then I'm going to need to fall back on hunting and trapping. Um, you're not going to grow food in a 72-hour bug out situation, you know, to carry you through to the next week or two weeks. You're not going to be able to pack that much food for the next week or two weeks. <clears throat> so your, your food choice is really a limiting or empowering factor. If you're into plant-based diets and carbohydrates that didn't exist two, three hundred years ago, other than grains and stuff, but I'm talking, you know, like smoothies and shit, power bars, then you, 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 you've really limited yourself to whether you can even bug out or not. You, you've trapped yourself in your location because that's where your stuff is. And, and you might be able to protect it for a while. Hopefully you can eat it all before they come and take it, which is kind of silly because either way you're going to die. You might as well go out camping for two weeks and end up, you know, hopefully finding some squirrels and rabbits. So if you're a plant-based person, then you're not empowered. You are tied to a logistical system of growing, farming, water, seeds, all of that, that require land open space where there's sunshine or a big greenhouse you've really limited yourself it's 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 just it's, it's not thinking really and and I, i'm not picking on vegans and vegetarians but let's face facts they didn't exist three four hundred years ago and they sure as fuck didn't exist two thousand ten thousand years ago no that food did not exist on planet earth except in the season thereof according to the bible so there might be some fruit growing a week or two out of every year 
and 99.9% of the time you're eating meat. So I'm not bashing. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a survivalist, don't tell me you're a survivalist and you're going to live off of gardening and greenhouses because you're just painting another bullseye all over your property because that's a garden. People are going to see it. They're going to come after it. You can't hide it. You can't camouflage it because then the plants don't grow. You're, you're just fucked. And, and so that that's very risky. And I, and I know people in the prepper community that don't even like joining the NRA because they don't want to be on a list. And yet they'll turn around and say, I got 25 acres out here. I'm going to farm when the world ends. It's like, oh, but you don't want to be on a list, but you will plant 25 acres of whatever the fuck it is you're growing and, and not think that people aren't going to see you and want to take it. No. So a big group would have a hard time surviving on hunting, but one or two people trying to not end up getting killed and caught um, could do quite well in a, in a good area, you know, of, with a little fishing, a little hunting, a little trapping, and, and they're good, you know. There's birds out there, there's all this shit that doesn't even care that the world has collapsed. And so you'll want to be away from people to where the hunting doesn't get spoiled by all the noise and the sense and just people shooting at everything that fucking moves. So when I look at the end of the world, I kind of introvert back in and think, you know, how would I survive? And, and I kind of look at it as like uh, the Tom Hanks movie, Castaway that you're in that predicament, whether you're on an island or you you bug out and fall back to your little space, which is like an island, it's you. What you can hunt and eat is your survival. And, and you know, you can be fine, but you have to stay away from people. And, you know, it, it's not gonna be that difficult after, you know, a, a while, because First of all, everyone's going to run to the city, you know, waiting for the Uncle Sam to, you know, cook them a pot of beans. And and then the, the looters are going to spread out from there and the biker gangs and all the, the non-sheepdog are going to start going out, foraging, pillaging, whatever you want to call it, further and further out. Um, sane people will try to get the hell away from that. And so you'll run into sane people out there, but... Um, the bad people will be where bad people are today in the cities, in the big urban areas where they can take advantage of weaker prey. So you, you don't find Antifa groups in small town America. They would just get their ass kicked. Uh, you know, if they had one protest, like five or six stupid teenagers go, yeah, man, Antifa, Sheikh Hubera, uh, they just get slapped by their parents and put in their place. So where do the bad people hang out? In the big cities. And the crime rates prove that. So I think being away from that is safe. I mean, are there crazy people out there in the mountains? Well, fuck yeah. But uh, per capita, there's a shit ton more in a big city. Why would you bug out or hunker down in a, in a bad situation to where 
even though you might have a, a, a means of retreat in your house. Uh, what about your neighborhood, your town, the outlying area? You might get out of your back door, but then you jump over the alley and there's another gang. You run through there and then you get out of town and then there's more bad problems because it just radiates out. So you're, you're, you're locking yourself into a, a situation where there is no possible means of retreat. So once again, why would you eat grains and carbs that require you to stay in an area that is only works for that kind of infrastructure? And, and so switch to eating meat and a high-fat diet. Otherwise, you've you've limited your options again. So that's why I kind of rail on these things. It's like, and, and it's hard to put into words. I'm sorry if I'm doing a shit job. But there's just so many articles just scanning through the, the, the feed on Facebook and everywhere. You know, because I'm in a lot of prepper groups and stuff. So I get that feed whatever they fucking call it. And and there's just, you know, all the same rehashed articles. Ten reasons why you can't head to the hills. Ten reasons why you need to hunker down. Ten foods you need to have. One of them I saw this morning was 100 bug out bag items. Well, that's a lot of shit. And I haven't read it yet. But I'm sure it's full of shit that is just unnecessary. Yeah, do you need cordage? Sure. But, you know, if you watch Naked and Afraid, if they really need cordage, they make their own. So that's one of the hundred items that you could do without. It would be handy. But if I'm going to have a, a spool of, you know, nylon rope that that's big, you know, for whatever reason, that I'm going to need that much fucking rope. I'd rather that was that much beef jerky in my bug out bag. You know, there's going to be comms. Well, I don't want to talk to anybody, and there's probably no one to talk to when the shit hits the fucking fan. Maybe down the road, six, eight months, I might want to talk to somebody, see what the hell's going on. But quite literally, I don't care what's going on. I can watch what's going on. Do I need to know if the military is going to do this or that? No, I just need to duck. You know, cockroaches don't really give a shit why the light came on. They just disappear. And they survive for millions of years with that mindset. They don't sit there and go, we need to figure out how to short that light switch out. Then we won't have to scurry away. So there's, you know, those things, uh, compasses. Well, I, I, I don't think you need a compass. Where are you going to go when the world is ended? That's It's all fucking ended. Wherever I end up is about as good as a place as I want to be for until it gets problematic. And then I'll, I'll go over there. Which direction is that? I don't fucking know. It's over there. I see water. I don't see people. I see animals. I'm going right. Okay, so you don't need a lot of those items in that bug out bag. So what good are these articles? And, and I think it's 
been said a thousand million times in the prepping community that mindset is what will keep you alive. Not the shit in your bag. And then after that is skills. If you can make cordage, you don't need to take cordage. If you can figure out which direction you're going, because the sun still rises in the east and sets in the fucking west, that's good enough. It's not like I need GPS to find the nearest McDonald's. The world is ended. So, you know, when you when you look at the the big thing, you know, all that stuff in your bag is based on a form of normalcy bias. I need cordage. No, you really don't. I need a compass. No, you really don't. If you have skills, you can make a compass if you're really that concerned about which direction you're heading. And I guess you'd only need to know which direction you're heading if you had comms so you could tell someone where you're at. Okay, once again, why? So what are some of the other items that might be in your 100-item list of having a bug-out bag? Well, I, I would imagine some small first aid kit, uh, maybe a little bigger if you're with someone that knows how to use it. But, uh, you know, I don't think they had a trauma kit when Hugh Glass got attacked by a bear in The Revelant, the movie. The story's cooler, but, you know, they kind of stitched him up with some kind of string or twine or tree bark. Hell, if I fucking know. Put a poultice on him and, okay, don't die. So, um, he did fine. He lived. Amazing, without a trauma kit. So if you're on your own, how much first aid do you need? I mean, it'd be nice to have a little tube of A&D ointment and that, but see, I, you know, when I get my hand cut, you know, I'm usually messing with it so much that, uh, you know, if it starts getting infected, I just pretty much gnaw that off because it's annoying there. And eventually it heals up because the blood will force out the bacteria and all that shit. You know, we're not that fragile of little tiny birdies that just die at the drop of a fucking hat. So we could cancel that first aid kit. You know, some basics, you know, toothbrush would be nice. But you know what? If you're not eating carbs, which is sugar, your teeth don't get that scum on them. Amazing, isn't it? So therefore, you could probably go by just brushing your teeth with your finger and some ashes and, you know, rinse it out in the creek and chew on some mint. So do you really need that? As far as antiperspirant, I can care less. You know, because once again, we default back to the world has ended. So I don't think I really need to smell like an Irish spring. I just need to smell like another one of them animals out there. Um, I could probably clean up in the in the river and, you know, make some lightweight lyus and ash and stuff like that and, you know, smell a little presentable if I had a date, which I'm thinking it's not going to happen. So, so take your skills up a notch and you're prepping down a notch. Simplify. Don't complicate. 
drill down and find the basics of how it works. You don't need to level up. You need to level down. You need to make it caveman style. You need to take it to its base form and go, how would I survive if I was here, right wherever you are right now, listening to this 2,000 years ago? Now, granted, they were born with special different instincts. You can fall back on that bullshit logic. They had parents that taught them a little bit. But the reality is, I think you'd figure it out. That is prepping and survival. And, and you don't need to go bankrupt. I see that so many times in the prepper community. I don't have enough money. How can I get into prepping? It's one of the questions of, of joining the prepper guy group. Um, what's your biggest holdback? 95% of the people say money. How much does it cost to bug out with nothing but the shirt on your back? That pretty much costs the shirt on your back. So if you stop worrying about five and a half pounds of wheat per person per month, blah, 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 water, da, 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 and just go, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to want to eat. If it was 2,000 years ago, what would I eat? Go kill it cook it and eat it, and then where am I going today? Well, I'm going to go check out that that river down there and see if there's any fish in it and how fresh the water is. And Then you might get down there and go, look, there's a fruit tree. I think I'll eat some of that, whatever it is. And then you go, I'm going to build my new shelter here, up high, good view. It's kind of a cave. It's warm. I can have a fire. No one will see me. There's water. There's fish, there's hunting, and then there you go. You're 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 golden once again. So you guys all have a great one, and I hope that uh, through all this you can see that we overthink every fucking thing, and we don't need to do that with prepping. I mean, if you want to take the word prepping, meaning being prepared, I take that as a mental challenge, not a gear challenge. So hope I brought some different viewpoint to all these articles that we see all the time. And I think if you want to have an exercise in humor, just pick one of the bigger blog sites and just go through all their posts. Don't read them. Just read the, the headline on every one of them. And you will see that they contradict, they're overthought, they're spun way out of control. And they all boil down to the fact that we're just talking about the same old fucking shit over and over and over again. Have a great week. Enjoy the apocalypse. Love y'all.